there was a lot less which is good. I mean, we should be doing a lot less giant public in the times of pandemic. But, you know, on the whole, I thought it was a really good We We did well there. The Swarmcast podcast is recorded, mixed, and produced on the poop deck of Gravy Jones Locker in the heart of Columbia, South Carolina. On the show, we talk about the gaming hobby and random fandom. Opinions on this show are... Insert random gag right here in this space. I'm Toast, your cobalt announcer. And now, prepare to delve into the mind of your host, John Minas! Hey everybody, long time no listen. Oh my gosh, those past like 12 or 15, whatever it was, episodes we did. Oh my gosh, so much. I'm glad we took that week off. Uh, it was much needed rest after all those conventions and all those those industry folks who wanted to talk to us. I still can't believe we got Robin D-Laws and Kenneth Hyde on at the same time. And they were both so impressed with everything I was saying, all my pitches. So remember, those things that I mentioned in those last, uh, I think it was two, three episodes ago, all that stuff I said, if that makes it to print somehow, you heard it first and it was totally my idea. I know they're probably going to put their name on it, but you know who it belonged to. Anyways, we just got back from Origins and after about a week or so of hibernating, I realized that of all the recordings I did with all the fun folks that we met, I somehow missed one very important uh, interview. So I arranged that interview shortly after Origins, and we're going to listen to it. I'm going to, I'm not sure how much of it I'm actually going to be able to edit or how much I will edit out. So it may be very unfiltered and very uh, random, but it'll be enjoyable. I promise that at least one person will enjoy it, and it's probably going to be me. So take it away. Um, John. We got a guest, got a guest. I admit that I'm impressed since I'm Patrick, someone legit to come and sit and talk some stuff. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, of all the people that I got to talk with at Origins and record for the podcast, you would have thought that I would have at some point gotten somebody from uh, Ninth Level Games on, but no, I, I did not. And so here we are, a few maybe about a week or so after Origins, and I'm finally getting to talk with, uh, via remotely, um, Chris O'Neill from Ninth Level Games. How's it going, Chris? Hey, John. How are you? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty funny because, you know, you uh, you were running games for us. Uh, we all spent a bunch of time together in our booth, in the room, <laughs> in the room where we <laughs> run games. Uh, and yet, uh, completely uh, managed to... Uh, uh, miss doing an interview. Yeah, it's crazy. So I thought I thought about about putting some fake uh, sound in the background here of just a crowd or something, and going, "Oh, here we are at Origins. Oh my gosh, can you believe that thing that just happened? Isn't that crazy?" <laughs> but no, fix it on post. Just just do it on post. Yeah, we'll do it on post. <laughs> on post. So how's fix so how pre. are you? What was that? Fix it in pre. There you go. 
No one ever fixes it in pre. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no one ever fixes it in post. They could. They just don't. That's right. That's like if you if you're listening to this show, every time that um you hear me on the show say, Oh, I'll edit that out later, clearly I did not edit that out later. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So Origins was great, man. Uh, okay. what a great show. It was very, um, I, w- I would say different this year, but I, the, I, like in 2021, it was very small, very, very small. This year, 2021 felt- was an aberration. Like, right. They did it because they need it to, but it was at the wrong time. Um, uh-huh. you know, uh, everything was, was tiny. I, I'm just kind of pretending that one didn't happen. But uh, this was, uh, you know, this was definitely not as big as it's been in the past, but I thought it was a pretty positive place. I thought everybody was really cool. There was a lot less congregating, which is good. I mean, we should be doing a lot less giant public congregating mm-hmm. in the times of pandemic. But, you know, on the whole, I thought it was a really good show. We, we did well there. Uh, our events did well. People were excited to be there. I mean, it was mostly hardcore Origins fans. Yeah, okay. Okay. So, so this year, uh, one of the, wow, this year, when, when I saw, as soon as I saw your booth, I knew this is, this is so different. So, so much crazier than it's, um, than it's been for, for many, many years, because you guys have so many, so much more, I don't know, so much more presence, so much more products out there. So many, so much more awesome products, I should say out there. We, uh, yeah, we've been, you know, we've really been building, um, we got something going on and it's really exciting. So, um, our polymorph game line is really taken off. And, um, at this point we have the excellence, um, which we're expanding into a larger line called awesome world. So Mm -hmm. right now there's two books in it, but there's going to be multiple books. We have business wizards. We have rebel scum. We have savage sisters. We have the very good dogs of Chernobyl. We have Tragedies of Middle School, and now we have Mazes. And uh, next year, we're going to have Return to Dark Tower and a bunch of other books. So, like, we're definitely at a point here where our our, our, uh, publishing cadence has increased a lot. The size of what we're doing has increased, you know. So, from going from being, like, Kobolds was just, like, one photocopied book um, (laughs) to, you know... You know, reaching the point where I was like, all right, we have Cobalt and it's a big color book, uh, um, you know, so. And next year we're going to be doing a new a new version of Cobalt. I think that'll be really exciting and do some other things. But, you know, we've really, uh, I don't I don't want to say that we've leveled up, but we've definitely, um, uh, we've definitely risen. You know, we have a lot of products. Um, we still don't make a game for everybody, but. Um, You're pretty make- darn close. We're, we're, we're getting, we're getting closer. <laughs> getting so this, closer. it, it feels like that, that, uh, that cliche, that very cliche thing where, where someone goes, Oh, it just started with two guys in a garage with a photocopier. But, um, it was I mean, two guys in a gar- in their mom, my mom's uh, kitchen <laughs> because our garage was full of crap. Um, <laughs> yeah, there was a point when we did the Kobold's 20th anniversary zine where we went back to my mom's house and literally signed them <laughs> on my mom's kitchen table, you know, because like 20 years before that, on the eve of Origins, we were there stapling books, you know? So um, it is a true story. Yeah. We did start, you know, um, one of the things about uh, 
when you, they talk about like the the tech, you know, the the myth of the starting in the garage mm-hmm. is often about you know what that was really saying is is someone had access to a facility because it like owned by their parents or whatever and they were able to take care of them while um you know while a, a huge investment was made um and knife level wasn't like that you know because for a, a couple of years there we didn't really do a whole lot and we really kind of thought it was going to go away but crowdfunding worked like a garage and it said for for us crowdfunding has been truly the the promise of it you know if we know that people would want to buy this thing if we if we could only have enough money to make it and uh you know that that continues to be how we've moved forward and each time we're getting a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger and when um adriel lee wilson and and heather o'neill joined the company um you know really kind of just clicked in and um we we now have like a full we have a full set of skills and we have a full set of uh uh, you know, drives and things to get done. And it helps for things like Origins and, and those other events. Is, since we've been doing this for a long time, a lot, a lot of times new, newer companies, they have a really tough time getting support at those kind of things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we obviously have an established fan base and there's people that want to do cool stuff with us, you know, so um, that does make things like, like Origins or Gen Con, you know, doable for us. Um, which not everyone has that advantage. So speaking of origins, yeah, uh, which which is what we've what which ultimately what ultimately what we're talking about. So um, there were there were two big events that I can think of because well okay because I was part of them. That's not why they were big. <laughs> That's not why they were big. But um, I'm just saying it's a very big coincidence that I happen to be part of it. Uh, but there were two things that were going on, two massive things. <laughs> oh my gosh. So on Friday night, you of course had the Midnight Massacre, which the is annual Kobold mm-hmm. Midnight Massacre, uh, which was a uh, Wizard of Oz themed. It was called the Wizard of Frogs. Um, and it was as uh, lovely and as dumb as 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 always, uh, <laughs> you know. It's it is funny. Uh, the first time we did the Cobalt Midnight Massacre, we started it at midnight, and it was a bunch of twenty something. You know, it was primarily twenty something dudes drinking beers and being dumb. And now, all <laughs> these years later, like people are getting tired. You know, we started at eight p.m. and come around eleven, people are like, I "Really need to go to bed." <laughs> Um, yeah, I had one guy who had to leave uh, like forty-five minutes into the game because he's like, "I'm just, I'm just exhausted." <laughs> <laughs> it's just too late. It's eight forty-five, <laughs> which uh, is right, right. <laughs> which is not to say it wasn't fun. It's just it was late. <laughs> it's just we're old. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> old people, man. Uh, yeah, the COVID massacre was great. Uh, it was, uh, and it always is. You know, it's it's a thing that we've been doing for a really long time, and I hope it continues. Um, I, I hope it continues well past me. So, what what's been a great experience for me with the past few several midnight massacres is the ability, or rather the the fact that you that you allow some of us, some of us super f- fan types to actually not only contribute by running the thing, but writing 
parts of it or writing an entire Midnight Massacre as has happened before. I love that. <laughs> I, I'm sh- I'm sure you do for all sorts of reasons. <laughs> for all sorts of reasons. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, a huge part of, of uh, you know, uh, is doing it so that, I mean, obviously it saves us a huge amount of time, um, but uh, we've only ever let people into that like circle of what we're doing when we trust it that they are trusted that they they care about the event and they care about the the cobalts right so people like yourself john uh mm-hmm. um or a, a bug uh for anyone that's ever run games at, at any of our games has probably met um or trick uh, mm-hmm. uh another one of our writers you know uh, you know, uh, it, it's always so much fun. And um, I love, you know, I can only say that I can only say the same joke so many times, but it helps when someone else says the same joke. Um, <laughs> and this uh, this time was interesting because it was definitely more of a collaboration between all of us. Uh, yeah, no, it was actually really fun to it was like. Uh, a, a, there was a little bit of a, an outline and then people got on and, and threw uh-huh. jokes at it and then different people wrote different things and uh, it was super uh, uh, I, you know there, there's no uh, there's no appellation there's nowhere on this year's uh, piece that says this is who wrote this right because a lot of right. different people that that love the product were all were all involved Though everyone was very much like, hey, did my really funny joke get in? <laughs> right, right, right. You know, we it, it felt far more like the writer's room at a uh, comedy show. Mm-hmm. It really did. It's like, hey, you know that joke I wrote? Did that joke get in? You're like, no. They're like, but that was a good joke. It's like it didn't fit. Right. But it was a good joke. And it's like, yes, yes, it was a good right. joke. And at the same time, like like I wrote one thing. I wrote a comment like, uh, oh, it should be a... Uh, I'm not giving anything. I was like, they should at one point, maybe there's a, a field of, of happies, which is a bunch of, uh, which is a bunch of dad telling joke or dad joke telling uh, flowers. And I just kind of left it at that. And then, you know, some folks were like, yeah, that sounds good. And then bug bug expanded upon that and wrote up the whole thing on that and got a bunch of dad jokes. Uh, yeah. The, and there were some really good, um, there was some, there were, there were some quality dad jokes right? Uh, that were all, Cobaltized about flowers, mm-hmm. uh, which is, um, you know, <laughs> really pretty, pretty specifically uh, dumb. But for instance, an apple a day keeps the doctor away if you throw it hard enough. Mm-hmm. Or my personal favorite, uh, spring is. Uh, <laughs> Uh, spring is almost here. I'm so excited. I wet my plants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nosy peppers get jalapeno business. <laughs> What's small red and whispers? A horse radish. <sighs> that's some, it's, that's some quality, some oh, yeah. quality bad dad jokes. Uh, have but you ever seen dad joke battles? I have not. Thing on the internet where, com- especially comedians, but there's some other things, will do a battle. And the point is to, like, only say dad jokes. And the point, you only score points if the other person laughs. Okay. And, and it's great because uh, they're dad jokes and they're awful. 
But when you get a funny one, they're really funny. Okay. So, so con- uh, I don't want to say converse to that, but, but conversely, conversely, Rebockley, Rebockley speaking. Yeah. Um, insert shoe joke here. The next night was a, was a very different vibe. Um, and yet still very awesome. Uh, as the players entered a room filled with tables where they were all playing in the same game again, but instead of kobolds, this one was uh, very much right off of the, uh, the side of some, some dude's van, the spray painted, uh, or not spray painted. They painted a dragon with the wizard on the back of it. As everybody sat down to play mazes. Be the airbrushed wizard. Right. On the side of the van that you want to see in this world. That's what I say. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So our latest game is mazes, uh, fantasy role playing. And we took a lot of the things that we've learned from running events about kobolds to the mazes side and we're like how can we create a really uh effective mazes event like what what is it that makes mazes so cool and what what is it that makes a ninth level event so cool and so we did a room full of black lights and synth music and uh you know we wrote an adventure that was designed to be played at a breakneck speed in two hours like you know like where no one wanted to leave the table because no one knew what was going to happen Mm-hmm. Um, you know, drop you right in the middle of the action and keep you going. And I thought it was really great. I, I, I haven't had that much fun running a game in a really long time. And I'm looking forward because we're running it again at Gen Con. So if you Ooh. didn't get to play it at Origins, but you're going to Gen Con Saturday night, Mazes at Midnight. Very cool. We have some folks who are going to be, that we know from Scarab and the, uh, the podcast, who are going to be at Gen Con. So I'm pretty sure they will uh, not listen to me and they probably won't show up. But if they do, that would be pretty super. That would be super rad. All hail King Torg! Oh, all hail King Torg. Torg. His Ruby pod bombs the whole show, as she is wont to do. No, the uh, the Mises game. Oh, my gosh. It was you're right. It was uh, it was was nice, tight uh, hour and 45 minutes or two hours or so. And yes, it was just action packed from the get go. And I've learned a lot of things. Like I learned um, how to run mazes. No, I learned a lot about. <laughs> I, le- I learned the secrets to running mazes is to just keep asking the player. So what do you want to do? And then go, hmm, that sounds interesting. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. And I also okay. learned that, that those little black light flashlights, if you leave them on for really long, they get really hot. Get really hot. Yeah. I don't know uh, why. I, I, I You think I would have known that, but. But they no. are flashlights, right? Uh, the uh, the the thing about flashlights that I learned is that um, UV reactive substances, <laughs> um, uh, you can flash them. So if you uh-huh. just hit them, if you hold your UV mm-hmm. source close to it and just hit it with a like a with a blink, it will get real bright real mm-hmm. quick. But then it'll fade just as fast, right? So. Right. You could like it was almost like playing light bright with uh, UV stones. It was super fun. Yep, we had a few people who were just doing that at our table, and so it was funny because it then also you get this quick flash of light, so it's it's very much like you know like black lightning just or black light lightning flashing in the background or something like that. 
It was a very interesting effect. Oh uh, yeah, I thought it was super cool. I thought it was super cool. It was like being at it was like it was like being a middle schooler playing Dungeons and Dragons and going to like a high school. It's what you thought like how high schoolers played. <laughs> you were like, when I get to high school, this is how we're gonna play D D. Black light posters up everywhere and black light posters. We're gonna listen to Zeppelin. It's gonna be rad. That's it's true. We had music. And then you got to too. high school and you were like, I'm gonna drink some cokes and eat some burritos <laughs> just like I did when I was in sixth grade. We're just gonna hang out in the library and play. Yeah, D&D. right. It's it, I'm gonna play this game with the same <laughs> nerds of Planet now. <laughs> that is the most true. We always played um uh we played in our Latin teachers <laughs> office. Okay, okay. I think a couple for, of for us, us. Had, a couple of us had Latin uh uh we did two years of Latin and then we were like, but why isn't there more Latin? And they're like, Well, <laughs> no, one, no one's wanted more Latin. So we all did Latin independent study, which was basically playing D and D in the Latin teacher's office. So it's basically that was my high school high school D and D. Okay. Not that it was ever D and D, because we were making our own games then. So See, for us, it was a history class, our history teacher's class, or our creative writing teacher's class. And it was usually, I don't know, I want to say it was uh, West End Games Star Wars most of the time. Uh, occasionally we played a was, lot of West End Star Wars. Yeah, occasionally it was D&D. At one point, I think we tried Traveler, but I don't know if we made it through character creation or not. We played uh, We played a lot of Riffs okay. uh, by Palladium. We played a lot of West End Star Wars. We played a lot of Marvel superheroes. Uh, mm, yep, yep, yep. We, we started out there. high school playing um, Dungeons and Dragons, and then Second Edition came out, and we kind of faded away from it. So, yeah, okay, okay. So this old man corner was brought to you by Ninth Level Games. Brought to you by Nostalgia. <laughs> Nostalgia, look, it's right behind you. <laughs> In 20 years, those things that you did now will be cool again. <laughs> uh, so, wow. So, uh, speaking of nostalgia, last week, every time I went into the, uh, every time I went into the ninth level games room, there was, a, it was, it was crazy. There was a different game going on every time I went in there to prep for my Kobolds game I was running. It's like every time you walked in to play Cobalt, there was a different game going on. Yeah, because at one point it was uh, Good Dogs was going on. The very good dogs. Very good dogs. Uh, At one point I was prepping something and uh, Ruby had brought some food in there. So we were eating as well. It was a nice, nice place for us to go and eat while I I prepped some other stuff. And while it was going on, um, uh, what was it? Uh, it wasn't Savage Sister. Yeah, Savage. No, Women Are Werewolves was being played. Uh, Women Are Werewolves, uh, which we were playing that because that is at the printers right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't for sale because it's not it's not out yet. So I didn't mention it earlier. Women Are Werewolves is a really amazing game. Um, it is completely card driven. Um, okay, okay. It is written by two non-binary uh, designers. And it is about exploring the concepts of being non-binary and what gender expectations are, um, especially in a a family context, um, using a metaphor 
that is, what if all of the women in your family turned into werewolves? Hmm. Now you can you can take this how, whichever however you want to, but as we were listening to that going on, um, r- at one point Ruby was like, "Is that are they playing Hill Folk? Because that sounds like Hill Folk." Uh, sure. Um, I think the uh, I think the designers would 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 feel proud about that. <laughs> um, it sounds like a Robin Laws uh, game. It's not a bad not a bad place to be. It is it, it is a really it is it is quite uh it's quite an amazing game and the reason that it's all card driven is because the expectation is that you don't have to know a whole lot about the trans and uh non-binary experience because it's going to lead you through that okay you know in a way like uh we had some people play it and you know usually at conventions what happens is um it's immediately like uh, everyone that comes out to it is uh you know uh trans or non-binary but uh um we had some we had some you know we had some cis people come out and some trans and some straight people and have them you know think you know maybe change some minds um playing a game it's pretty pretty impressive oh yeah Um, it was it was it was, it was, it was, it even just sitting there listening to it. I was like, wow, there's, there's a lot, um, a lot of neat stuff going on here and a, a decent amount of stuff to unpack as well. So, it's yeah, it's a game massive. that has a, again, part, a big part of, uh, again, being card driven is it allows it to have formally included safety mechanics. Um, and it's got a, like epilogue and you know denima at the end where you can actually like unpack some of the things as player or as you know as players not as characters mm-hmm. when when we got to play it the first time we were just immediately like this is an important game and we we want to be the ones to make this so yeah um, and then and not to that. yeah and not to um i cuz cuz of course i can't you know maintain seriousness for for more than 2 minutes but but right but but it seemed like right after that i was like oh that's cool i was like hey maybe you guys want to play this this game that i'm about to run where you're all playing little dog creatures that are trying to make a sandwich <laughs> uh yes women are doggy people is a very different uh it's right. a very different experience um I realize you just learned something about yourself. Would you like to die a couple of times uh, while you try to make a sandwich? Right. right. This uh, game. This game is called uh, Kobolds Are People. <laughs> but are they? Uh, it's such a good question. It's such a good. It's like question. you're you're all a bunch of of kobolds, but but you are also um, wear people. See, it um, just gets weird. Uh, that's a great game. That's a great game, John. <laughs> I want to play that game. I want to play the game where you're you're everyone is three kobolds in a trench coat, right? Right. Like, um, you've you've all you know. You just have to like go to your job, your regular day job, you know, working at a Seven Eleven or something. But you're just three kobolds in a trench coat, um, <laughs> right? I, I, I'm in. I'm in. Eighty oh. pages on my desk by Monday. <laughs> That's either an RPG or it's a card game. Three blanks in a trench coat. The United States. Just, you know, three corporations in a trench coat. Right? But yes, uh, wow. So we're kind of all over the place, but that's fine. That's just... 
the way it is. That's that's and <laughs> I could thought this was going to be any different. <laughs> I can't think of any uh, better metaphor for ninth level games than well, we're just kind of all over the place. We're just kind of all over the place, uh, <laughs> but in a consistent and well-meaning way that okay. makes people happy. So, so at one point, um, I, I'm trying to remember who it was. It was me and Bug, and I want to say Mike. Maybe we're all I don't know, everyone. All those all those guys look the same with those masks on. They've all got beards and masks. <laughs> but anyways, uh, we were we were sitting there, and Bug was getting ready to run, um, Rebel Scum. And the two of us were getting ready to run Cobalts and we were, we were just joking around about stuff. And we came up with the idea. It's like, how come there's no, I was like, how come there's no, 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 uh, well, I want to say a Transformers game, but no, this is ninth level games. We can't, there can't be a Transformers game. It's got to be GoBots. How come there's no GoBots? How come there's no GoBots game for ninth level games? And so we came no, up. That is, that's so funny. Well, because you know, I, I want to make a GoBots game. <laughs> Well, the idea we, right. we would never make Transformers, but we would make GoBots. But you make GoBots, right? And and so we're joking around. It's like, yeah, but what do we? What do we? What would we call it? It's got to be like, uh, you know, uh, tr- uh, Teleformers or, or Roboformers or something like that. And so what we landed on, and watch for this is going to be the next big polymorph game. Is uh, let's see, what do we call it? Uh, Transbots. And I think you see where I'm going with this. <laughs> That they're that they're uh, they're they're robots that uh, are dealing with their gender presentation. Right. Exactly. Yes, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> uh, the uh, my uh, the game that I would like to make uh, would be called Teenage Awesome Morphing Jobots. <laughs> yes. I love it. I know exactly what that's, this game is what, already, and I love it. You got it, right? I got it. You know, it's uh, uh, yeah. We're here to we're here to. This robot uh, is a god. <laughs> we're here to kick uh, butt and sell toys. That's correct. That's correct. Right. We've actually talked a lot um, recently about a, um, and maybe we'll see this. A, uh, uh, have you ever played our game Demon Realms? Yes, I have. Yes, I have, as a matter of fact. Uh, So Demon Realms is a game that you can get in our Tragedies uh, compilation. Um, uh, But we had made a version of Demon Realms, which, for those of you that are listening, um, Demon Realms is a game that it's, what if you were 12 years old and your older brother wouldn't let you play Dungeons & Dragons with them, and so you just made your own version in the back of a bus? That's that's what Demon Realms is. And... uh, um, made another version of that called Action Show. Ugh, okay. Uh, which we have never published. Um, but we've t- we started talking about Action Show as a series of tiny polymorph games about all of the tropes of like 1980s action show TV. Like a talking car and, you know, uh, private eyes that also have mm-hmm. another job but the the thing that i like the most about action show is the song the theme song which goes <laughs> action show is an action show the good guys are good but the bad guys are evil action <laughs> so that's action show for you. Uh, but i could see uh 
teenage awesome morphing Jobots as as something in the action show line. Okay. Okay. You know, gosh, I, it's like, I almost, I mean, not that I, I have any, any way to be able to make this happen, but I would want you guys to be able to get like the, the, the IP such as it were for something like uh, cheat commandos from Homestar runner and right. Right. And make that. I mean, I would love to actually get the GoBots IP. That would be so good. But that would be awesome. <laughs> well, the problem because, is, I mean, it's just, they're so they're 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 so maligned, mm-hmm. and it would be great because I if I had the GoBots license, I think I would make a game that's about transforming robots that are just not very good at it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, like the whole point of the game would just be like. I mean, what what was his name? What was the motorcycle's name? Psykill. Psykill. His name was Psykill. They had a dude who turned into a helicopter named Coptor. <laughs> oh man, I love I love love them. Gobots, Battle of the Rock Lords. Oh my gosh! All right, Challenge of the Gobots. What Challenge a great name! All right, I think I saw that Rock Lords movie in the theater. So there was a guy named, they had a guy named Tank. <laughs> what do you think he transformed into? I'm going to say he turned into a submarine. Turned into a tank, John. Oh, so close. Oh, that's right. Scooter turned into a scooter. Scooter turned into a uh, space C turned into a space <laughs> shuttle. That's right. Buggy man turned into a dune buggy. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there was a guy named Tux. There was a guy named Tux who turned into a Rolls Royce Phantom Six. It's awesome. <laughs> I think I had that one. Oh my god! Well, I had like, I don't know. I think I had a a, a ton of those. <laughs> there was a submarine, and the submarine's right? name was Dive Dive. Dive Dive. I think I had, Dive Dash Dive. I think I had two or three of those because I would get, I would get the different GoBots, but then inevitably I would end up at you know KB Toy Store or or some other cheap toy store that had you know all these really cheap korean or japanese toys which turned out to be the the ones that the gobots were actually based off of but they were still cheaper somehow so i I remember having like two or three of those submarines that were all just slightly different somehow like the hands just weren't quite the same on some of them you know and then you know and then years later thanks to the thanks to the internet i find out oh this is the the, the whatever the Diaclone toy or whatever it was, the MicroMaster toy that they imported into the GoBot toy. <laughs> right, because the GoBots and the Transformers were like a line of toys that ex- completely unrelated lines of toys. Right, right, right. Uh, that were just pulled together. Uh, That's great. Take my Transformers hat off now. Put it there was there. a guy. <laughs> one of their one of the guys was a Harley Davidson Night Ranger. <laughs> And his name was Night Ranger. Huh. Oh, man. There was a guy named Spoons. And he was a forklift. Wait. Wait, what? <laughs> I remember there being a forklift, but I didn't know his name was Spoons. His name was Spoons. Spoons. That's great. Wow. Considering the fact that there was a dump truck, a pump truck, and a bulldozer named Dumper, Pumper, and Dozer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Dumper, Pumper. This game writes its, This game writes itself. Yep. Uh, you know, the whole point of the GoBots, the challenge of the GoBots is the, that they're all now in uh, therapy. It's years later. They're in a group. <laughs> they're in a group 
That's their challenge. They're just trying to get over how bad how, their lives did not turn out the way they expected them to. <laughs> I face um, the challenge, true challenge of the GoBots every day. That's right. That's right. It's the road <laughs> to recovery. It's the road to recovery, Coptor. See, I'm imagining uh, they're all they're all sitting around. They're all sitting around in these little fold out chairs in the basement of some uh, rec center or some church. Yep, drinking in coffee. the basement. In the basement, in, in in the basement of the rec center, right, right. <laughs> drinking coffee, smoking cigarettes, right. and of course the coffee machine is actually uh, Phil Tar, the or Phil Tor, the, <laughs> the therapy, the therapist. Ah, uh, you got me again, Phil Tar. Right, right. The, the therapist uh, coffee machine that turns into. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Challenge of the Chobots. <laughs> Just got to get through one more day. Got to stay <laughs> clean and sober. Oh. I used to be big. I used to be something. I was going to be somebody. I mean, me and five other dudes, we were going to literally combine together to be somebody. <laughs> somebody. Somebody. Giant uh, <laughs> five, uh, you know, five transforming robot toy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's crazy so so uh, when this game comes out uh uh listeners you heard it here <laughs> uh the deep cut the deep cut. deep cut i remember 15 years ago when they were talking about this game that just came out now <laughs> people be scouring the internet as you tell the story you'll be like no chris told me all about that game <laughs> i was there it was back in the day all right <laughs> Wow. The filter's my joke. That's, that's my, my joke. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's pretty much um that's pretty much how Origins went down. I was pretty much how uh, <laughs> for those of you who were wondering what it's like uh when ninth level isn't at their booth or running an event, it's exactly like what you just heard. <laughs> uh, this is that's what we do. Uh we have these conversations over and over again. <laughs> So, so, so at Origins, you had, uh, to try to give people a better idea of what's going on, you had the, the pretty much the ninth level games room, the Harrison room, where, where at any point, ninth level games, games were being run. And by that, I mean mostly the RPGs. The board games were being run out in the board game area. Uh, we don't, we don't talk about board games. No, I'm kidding. We don't talk about uh, yeah, we have our own room. We've been running so many games. We run so many games, and we've run games for so long at Origins that we have our own like dedicated space, like like mm-hmm. like the Pathfinder room. You know, there's a ninth level room. But um, then you go out into the exhibitor hall, and you guys were almost—I don't want to say front and center—but you were damn hard to miss. It was this big orange ninth level games thing, and there's mazes f- like right there, front end slightly off to the right boom right there i made a joke at one point that i walked by and uh, this booth caught my eye and i was like oh that looks really good and i walked over and it was mazes i was like <laughs> oh crap that's my game um what's so what's uh, what's what's kind of funny is if you had gone a little bit if, from your booth if you started heading towards the front door but took just went slightly right you would have hit uh, Restoration Games, I want to say, and yes. they had their they had a dark tower set up right there, right in the same 
um, sort of orientation and position that you guys had a dark tower set up at your booth. Yeah, the mazes mazes was at three booths, which was actually <laughs> kind of fun because oh. uh, it was for sale only at ninth level, but there was one at the Smirk and Dagger booth because oh, we yes. did an adventure uh, of Smirk and Dagger's hit board game, The Night Cage. Uh, and we are currently doing a Kickstarter um, for our mazes compatible role playing game uh, of Return to Dark Tower, uh, based on the Restoration Games, the Restoration Games board game. And so, if you're interested in learning more about that, mm-hmm. um, uh, we are running a a live uh, actual play of that on Tuesday, June twenty first. Uh, and then it'll be up on our uh, on our YouTube channel, um, and that's going to be with the actual designers of the board game. The actual designers of the board game are going to play our role playing game online. Oh, cool! Yeah, it's super fun, uh, and that's on Kickstarter through uh, June the thirty first. I was going to so say it's through June the end 30th. of the yeah through the whatever, end of the month. Whatever the last day of June is, April, May, June, September. But I <laughs> April. September. September. How, how did that even go? Thirty days has September, April, June, June, and June, June. Thirty days, April, June thirtieth. <laughs> wow, I haven't. It's funny. I used to. That, I would always. That would always go through my head uh, for different things. And I remember doing that once when I was talking with somebody much younger than me, and they looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, "You have no idea." Back in my day, we had to make up crazy songs and things like that. Uh, to help because we did not have a phone in our pocket, right? To to remember stuff, we didn't yeah. carry a calendar, right? I I was walking around going, you know, don't ask why, just invert and multiply. And they were like, "What are you talking <laughs> about?" <laughs> I had a math teacher who loved to say, "Mr. O'Neill, it's not as if you'll have a calculator in your pocket <laughs> all time." <laughs> And every time I pull a calculator out of my pocket, I say, screw you, Mr. Lachlan. I was right. <laughs> you were wrong. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, It's like I was telling someone the other day. It's like back in my day, we used to use phones to make phone calls. What a disgusting idea. <laughs> now it does everything but that. <laughs> <laughs> it does that. We just don't use it. Yeah, that's that. true. Like I could make a call, or I could just instant message you through Facebook Messenger, or any number of other things. Oh my gosh, I made a mistake. I just picked up my phone. There's tons of messages on it right now. <laughs> That's me. Your house is on fire. Oh no! Ah, damn it! Again, <sighs> every day around this time. No. Well, wow. So we've we've gone on for about um, close to forty four minutes. Right. <laughs> We've 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 talked about some stuff. I hope people listening to this will either be entertained, or um... I, I mean, I can only hope that they would be entertained. <laughs> if you're still listening, if you're still listening to this, and you're not entertained, <laughs> I don't I don't get it. <clears throat> that yeah, there is a fast point... forward button. You could just you could just fast forward right uh, two times. You stop hearing my annoying voice. Yeah, yeah, or or mine. Well, okay. If you do that till you stop hearing mine, you'll just probably skip over the whole show. It'll just be the end of the show. I mean, 
It'll be like, hey guys, you're listening to the, uh, well, thanks for listening to the, and then that'll be it. <laughs> Here's a bunch of links and stuff. I know that's what you guys want. You just want your links, your fresh hot links. Links. My, yeah, my day, links used to be hot dogs. Now. Uh, or sausages. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. A lot of sausages. So, uh, yeah. So, um, Have you ever watched a European lose their mind <laughs> when you sit down and they say, the, 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 the server says, you say, could I have some sausage? And they say, links or patties? And you're, the European goes like, what? Like, because they've never heard of a patty. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no. I have a, I have a friend. Huh. I have a friend from Greece who's going to be coming over this weekend. I'll have to. I'll have to try that out. Be like, mm. what is that? What are you talking about? Who's, some sausage patties. Who they, is they this won't know what it is. They'll assume, they'll assume they're burgers. Right? These burgers are really small and taste like seasoned pork for some reason or something. These are strange burgers. Strange burgers. You, you Americans in there. Strange burgers is a great name. That sounds like a game, too. Or, or a metal band or a screamo band. There we go. A screamo band. Yeah, we're strange burgers. We're here to we're here to yell at you and make you sad. See, it sounds like a game right there. It's just a, uh, you know, it's, it's scream at you and make you sad. Well, sure, why not? No, it's a, it's definitely a, uh, not. It's. I'm just thinking it's a bunch of cards with a bunch of random words on it, and you're trying to put them together and see who can come up with the craziest name for a uh, a band. Like somebody pulls out a card. All right, this band has to be of this genre. Uh, you know, a hillbilly punk you go oh i got this you know hillbilly punk band yeah you know it'd be like the uh the uh anarchy distillers or something i don't know uh sex tractor there you go <laughs> uh, uh... <laughs> how do you top sex uh... tractor <laughs> very carefully very carefully so, um milk machine i don't know yeah it's see see I lost uh, you now because I said hillbilly punk band. Hillbilly punk band. Now I'm just like I'm just like I'm deep into it. You're like uh, oh, I have to find this. Yeah, I actually might have to go look into some. So it's like I'm, I'm definitely sure that there's. Some, you're gonna some you're gonna band. you're gonna look it up and it's gonna and it's gonna be like here's the latest Jack White album. You're gonna be like, damn it. Well, I guess that is kind of like hillbilly punk. Damn it. <laughs> Not white stripes. But specifically, the last two Jack White albums. As I bring the show to a grinding halt, I apologize to all, the, all my fans. I apologize to all my fans who are Jack White fans. <laughs> uh, Both of you. All right, John. Let's wrap this up for the more people at home. I don't want to torture them anymore. All right, that's fine. So, uh, yeah, you can find me at Swarmcast. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. You, you, you're the one on my show. Uh, so, Chris... <laughs> Yes. So Chris, so Chris, uh, where where can our listeners get more information or or find you guys? Ninthlevel.com. 9thlevel.com or on any of the socials at Ninth Level Games. 9thlevel games at Ninth Level Games on Insta, on Twitter, on TikTok, on everything else. So um find us on that. And of course, you can almost always find us on Kickstarter. 
because um, we're usually working on something new. And right now that new thing is Return to Dark Tower. You can get me directly. If you're trying to get in touch with me directly, you can get me at at All Hell King Torg at Twitter. All Hell King Torg. Torg. All right, listeners, if you did not. <laughs> listeners, yeah, I was going to say, if you did not say that, then you, you have earned a death check. Congrats. Okay, well, uh, thanks again for being on the show, Chris. I'm sure I'll run into you again at some point. Uh, we, I'm sure we will see each other soon, John. Thanks so much. Always a pleasure. My, uh, everyone out there in Swarmcast land, have a great one, and we will see you in the future. Podcast at gmail.com That's the end of the Swarmcast podcast episode, you know. You should like and subscribe to us wherever we do go. Cause it's gonna be the future soon, and I won't always be this way. When the things that make me weak and strange get engineered away. It's gonna be the future soon, I've never seen it quite so clear. But when my heart is breaking, I can close my eyes and it's already that's right, it's the end of this Firmcast episode. Hooray, we made it. Hey, go and like and subscribe to us on uh, Podbean, uh, Facebook, Twitter, um, wherever you want to find us. We're actually on Amazon Podcasts, or if you have an Amazon Music, check us out there. And we're going to be showing up on Spotify. Don't get us confused with those Iowa Hawkeyes guys. In fact, if you find them, you should email them and say, hey, what? Are you done yet? I'm almost. All right, I'm wrapping this up. Talk to you guys later. Arr, and ahoy there, me mateys. This be your old pal, Gravy Jones from Gravy Jones Locker here in Columbia, South Carolina. We've been dry docked, as it were, what with all this talk about coronas and such, and labeled as non-essential, as if serving up over a hundred varieties of tasty sweet meat drippings could ever be non-essential, But that doesn't mean we be closed for business, no, ye land lovers. Why, we be having our very own curbside service available. That's right, just pull up your car, on up, roll down one of your windows, weave it, honk twice, only twice, and chuck about $10 worth of cash out your window. We also accept doubloons. And we'll put a hose right up to your vehicle and top you off with our gravy du jour. Yar. Be it biscuits or meat, rice, pilaf, or anchi, don't be off your rocker. Settle to Ruby Jones Locker! And remember, Wednesdays are SOS Day. Jibe ho! What's a jibe?